Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 206 of the podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about Red Sox pitcher Garrett Whitlock, one of the biggest pleasant surprises of last season for the Boston Red Sox was pitcher Garrett Whitlock, who went 8-4 and with a 1.96 ERA and 81 strikeouts in 46 appearances all out of the bullpen. His second season with the Red Sox has already been vastly different. Whitlock has made free starts and four relief appearances. In his first career starts versus the Tampa Bay Rays, he went four shutout innings with seven strikeouts, throwing only 48 pitches. Against the Blue Jays, he gave up zero runs in free innings, and against the Angels, he struck out nine in five innings, giving up only two runs. The problem is, the Red Sox have lost all three games in which Whitlock has started. There is now a massive debate between Red Sox fans and the media about which role Whitlock should have on the Red Sox. Should he be a starting pitcher or should he be a reliever? Whitlock was a starter in the minors and one of the only reasons he was in the bullpen last year for the Red Sox was due to the fact that he was coming off of Tommy John surgery. And one of the reasons he's starting now is because usual starting pitcher Tanner Houck was unavailable to start against the Blue Jays in Toronto because he's on vaccinated. I think the biggest question for the Boston Red Sox for the rest of the season is what role is Garrett Whitlock going to have on this team? And there are arguments for both sides. In today's baseball, not a lot is asked for a starting pitcher. It's not like the Red Sox are going to ask Whitlock to pitch 150 innings. And there is a hole in the rotation left by Chris Sale, who was injured, and Eduardo Rodriguez, signed with the Detroit Tigers during free agency. Your starting rotation is not stacked. You have Nathan Avaldi, who is your ace pitcher, but is not necessarily a guy who should be an ace pitcher. Michael Waka is pitching really good right now, but I don't think that he's going to keep up at the pace he's on. He's not always reliable. Look at his career stats. Rich Hill is the second oldest player in all of baseball, the oldest being Albert Pujols, so you know Rich Hill is going to miss serious time, and you cannot rely on Chris Sale to come back whenever during this season. I have no faith that Chris Sale is going to come back. So there is an argument for Garrett Whitlock to be a starting pitcher on this baseball team because he might end up there anyway. What fans and the media are clamoring for is for Whitlock to return to the bullpen and the case for that is in the bullpen, he's their best pitcher. As a starter, he's above average but not an ace. The Red Sox bullpen have been giving up games lately because they are relying on Matt Barnes, their former closer. The old school model would be for Whitlock to be the Red Sox closer, but this is a guy who can come out of the bullpen and give you four innings. Whitlock is really is in this weird spot due to how the game is played today. He can't be an old school starter who throws 200 innings, and the closer is no longer as valuable as he used to be. There is no Mariano Rivera in today's baseball. He's in this weird in-between as a starter and a reliever. It's almost like it's not just the Red Sox who don't know what to do with Whitlock. Baseball in general doesn't know what to do with pitchers nowadays. I don't know if the sport values guys like him or views him as just another guy who's replaceable. My argument would be for this. I don't care what the Red Sox do with Whitlock, but they need to decide his role for this season and stick to it. I think the back and forth between starting and relieving is not good for a young pitcher. It's messed up the career 
careers of Daniel Bard, an elite set of man who the Red Sox tried to make a starter, and Yankees pitcher Jabba Chamberlain, another guy who was a strikeout machine who the Yankees tried to turn into a starting pitcher, and it didn't pan out. The Red Sox once upon a time made the right call with Jonathan Papelbon. They kept him as a closer, and the Reds kept Aroldis Chapman as a reliever, but 10-15 years ago, when those teams made those calls, the closer spot was highly regarded. Now it's looked as as overrated. If the Red Sox want Whitlock to be a starter, then they need to keep him there, and vice versa with him being in the bullpen. I think one of the worst things the Red Sox could do is for half the season he's a reliever, and the other half of the season he's a starter, because I don't think that's sustainable for his career, and the Red Sox are invested in Garrett Whitlock. They gave him a four-year $18 million deal. They should be thinking about the long-term ramifications of his role on this baseball team. I know fans want the Red Sox to save this season and for Garrett Whitlock to come out of the bullpen, but it's best for the long-term of his future for him to be in the role he's going to be in long-term. So I would say if the Red Sox view him as a starter in three years from now, they should keep him as a starter right now. If the Red Sox think he's going to be their reliever in three years from now, they should keep him as a reliever. For this season, I don't see how you could argue the best thing for this Red Sox team is for Whitlock to be in the bullpen, being used in the biggest moments of the game from the 6th to ninth inning on. Like I said, he would immediately be your best relief pitcher. I think the most interesting thing about all this is nobody really knows what Whitlock wants. Does he want to be in the rotation or does he enjoy being a reliever versus being a starter? As a starter, you'd be lucky to get 20 to 25 starts out of him. In the bullpen, you could get him between the 46 to 60 games. The math says his most impactful role would be as a reliever. I also think the other interesting thing about all of this is Garrett Whitlock is still such a young pitcher. Usually when pitchers are in between roles, they've already had a long career. Like John Smoltz became the Atlanta Braves closer after already being one of the best starting pitchers of his era. The same thing with Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley is thought of as one of the best closers of all time, but when he was a starting pitcher, he won 20 games as a starter. Like, he was a legitimate starting pitcher. There's not enough of a sample size of Garrett Whitlock to say what he really is. Like, I don't know what his best role should be. I mean, we've seen him as a reliever. He pitched 46 games last year. He was really good. He was their best relief pitcher other than Matt Barnes in the first half of the season. But then when Matt Barnes struggled, he was their best relief pitcher. But absolutely no one can tell you what Garrett Whitlock is going to be as a starting pitcher. They cannot guarantee you he's going to be a guy who's able to throw 150 innings or a guy who throws 200 innings. He's not a guy who you can say is going to win 10 to 15 games. We just don't know what Garrett Whitlock is. And who cares if I know what Garrett Whitlock is? I think the scary thing is the Boston Red Sox don't know what Garrett Whitlock is. That's the scary thing. The team that he's on doesn't know what role he should be in. That's the scary thing for Garrett Whitlock's career. Whitlock is not the only pitcher in this weird in-between starter reliever role. You also have Rays pitcher Ryan Yarborough, who won double-digit games in 2018 and 2019, despite only making 20 starts combined in both seasons. Yarborough has not been the same guy these last two seasons, and I'm worried the same thing could happen with 
with Garrett Whitlock. Like, I don't think it's sustainable to be this mix of reliever and starting pitcher. I think how teams are using pitchers like Garrett Whitlock is the best way to win games, but it's not the best way for Garrett Whitlock to have a 10 to 15 year MLB career. Like, I think if the Red Sox keep going back and forth with Whitlock being a starter and reliever, then he's going to have a short run of dominance and then flame out. I mean, let's talk about how much the game has changed and where it's going to continue to change. In 2000, there were 36 starters who threw 200 innings or more, 99 with 150 or more innings. Last season, there were four starters only with over 200 innings, 55 with over 150. When it comes to the number of starts in 2000, 67 pitchers made 30 or more starts and 92 who made at least 25. Last year, there was 41 pitchers who made 30 or more starts and 78 with at least 25. And in 2000, there were 15 closers who saved 30 or more games. Last year, there was only 7. All these numbers are going down and the way things are going, they are going to continue to go down. In just 22 short years, the role of a major league pitcher has changed drastically for better or worse. And right now, Garrett Whitlock is really the poster child for this change. I mean, it's not that long ago that the Chicago White Sox had Chris Sale as a relief pitcher and then turned him into an elite starting pitcher because back then we valued starting pitching. Starting pitchers are not asked to do a whole lot in today's baseball game. There are no longer clear aces. Yes, you still have Max Scherzer. You still have some guys, but those guys are few and far between. There are now four guys in every rotation who is not asked to do a whole lot. The challenge in this decision for the Red Sox is do you believe Garrett Whitlock has the potential to be an ace starting pitcher? If not, the question is, is he more valuable as the number three, number four starter or as your best reliever? I mean, with this model, we're used to seeing a young pitcher be a reliever for a short period of time and then become a starting pitcher. We saw with Adam Wainwright. Remember, Adam Wainwright was the closer of the 2006 NLCS where he struck out Carlos Beltran. There was never a question of what role Adam Wainwright was going to be on the St. Louis Cardinals. He was going to become their ace pitcher along with Chris Carpenter. There was no debate about whether or not Adam Wainwright had the potential to be an ace reliever. The same thing with David Price. Remember in the 2009 postseason when David Price was a strikeout machine? He went up against my Boston Red Sox and struck out J.D. Drew. No one was questioning whether or not David Price should become a starting pitcher. He just did and those moves panned out. I mean, David Price won a Cy Young. Adam Wainwright is arguably a Hall of Fame pitcher. But now the game has changed so much that when you see a guy with potential as a reliever, you now question whether or not it's even worth it to make him a starting pitcher because Garrett Whitlock would really have to be a great starting pitcher to justify him being in that role because you know if you saw him as a starting pitcher be a guy who can win 10 games with an ERA over 4 and you've seen him as a reliever where he's way better the Red Sox would say to themselves wow we really messed this up by making this really good reliever into a middling starting pitcher. I think it almost becomes a numbers game like how many good starters are on the Red Sox right now you have Nathan Avaldi, you have Waka who's pitching really good right now if you get Chris Sale back let's say the Red Sox can get down to this season to having three really good starting pitchers then 
I think there's no reason to have Whitlock as your starting pitcher. But in the middle of the season, if you're only going to have Nathan Avaldi be your one quality starting pitcher, then I th- think you can make a real argument for Garrett Whitlock to be a starting pitcher on this team. Because again, he would immediately be your best relief pitcher. He would be your relief ace. Not a lot of teams have a guy capable of doing what Garrett Whitlock can do. And clearly, no one in the Red Sox bullpen is capable of doing what Garrett Whitlock can do. Hansel Robles can't do it. Jake Diekman can't do it. Whitlock has proven he's the only guy capable of coming out of the bullpen and consistently giving you multiple innings. If I had to take a guess, and this is only a guess, my guess would be Garrett Whitlock wants to be a starting pitcher. Because again, he's grown up in that era when it was kind of embarrassing to be a relief pitcher. I mean, people would say, oh, you're a reliever because you can't start. Starting pitchers used to dominate the game of baseball. And even today when they don't value as much as they used to, they're still cranking in all the dough. Max Scherzer is making over $35 million a year with the New York Mets. Garrett Cole has the biggest contract ever given out by a pitcher. He is a starting pitcher. If Garrett Whitlock is chasing the money, which he should be, then he wants to be a starting pitcher. The problem for Garrett Whitlock is the money is only there for the guys who throw 150 to 200 innings and get close to that 200 strikeout number. Like, he's not going to make that money by going 5 and throwing 100 every time, which would, I think, be what he would be doing as a starting pitcher on the Boston Red Sox. I don't think there is any real money out there for a guy like Garrett Whitlock in the starting rotation. I do think there's money for an elite setup man, which Garrett Whitlock is capable of being. I, in general, no longer know how to judge a season for a pitcher. Pitchers nowadays, they win Cy Youngs and they are all-stars for things pitchers regularly did 10 to 15 years ago. It's, to say the least, an odd time to be a pitcher. For example, in 2003, the Red Sox were a bullpen by committee and it was a huge story and it ended up costing the Red Sox their season. Remember, Aaron Boone hit a walk-off home run against Tim Wakefield, a guy who was a starter and a reliever at the same time, weirdly. Like, that was talked about all the time. Bullpen by committee. They were mocked because teams back then had closers. The Padres had Trevor Hoffman. The Yankees had Mariano Rivera. The best teams had elite closers. Now, fast forward to 2022, and the Red Sox are a bullpen by committee. They do not have a guy capable of closing the ninth inning each and every game. But in today's world, we don't talk about it the same way we talked about it back in 2003 because other teams don't have those elite Hall of Fame closers. Yes, the Yankees still have a role as Chapman, but it's not like it used to be in 2003, but it's still a problem. I think if this were 2003 where the Red Sox didn't have a closer and they had a guy like Garrett Whitlock, the simple solution would be, let's have Garrett Whitlock be our closer and close down the ninth inning. In 2022, we have complicated things so much. Should he be a starter? Should he be the super reliever who throws four to five innings a game when he appears? And then it becomes if he's the closer and the rest of the bullpen is really bad, then why does it matter if he's the closer at all? I mean, the, today's baseball is so much more complicated than it was in 2003. And that's partially baseball's fault. And then with regards to Whitlock being a starting pitcher, the only way the Red Sox could justify 
by keeping Garrett Whitlock as a starting pitcher if he becomes a top three pitcher in the rotation because no one, and I mean this, no one cares about the number four, number five pitcher in a starting rotation in today's baseball. They are just guys. If Garrett Whitlock is just going to be a guy in the starting rotation, then don't keep him as a starter. If you think he can be a guy who can win 13 to 15 games a year and be steady, then by all means, keep him as a starter. But if you think he's going to be a lowly number four, number five starter, then I don't see how you can justify keeping him in the rotation. Because again, you're choosing between a number four, number five starter or the best reliever in your bullpen. You better pick the best reliever in your bullpen every time. I mean, a lot of people have been critical on Red Sox president Heimblum, and they should be critical on some of his roster decisions. I think the thing they should be most critical, the thing that he's really brought from Tampa to Boston, is this idea is it doesn't matter if you're a starter or you're a reliever. You're just a pitcher on my baseball team trying to win games. That's great for 162 games, and that's great if you're the Tampa Bay Rays and you have a rotation filled of guys capable of doing those multitudes of roles, but right now, you're the Red Sox, and you don't have a rotation capable of that. The Red Sox probably don't want to admit it, but what they do with Garrett Whitlock is going to be important, not just for the now, but for their future. Because like it or not, this guy can really pitch, and you don't have a lot of people on your staff like him. He is only 25 years old. The other pitchers who are good on this staff are older. Nathan Avaldi, Chris Sale, we've already seen the best of them. There is a chance we have yet to see the best of Garrett Whitlock. The other thing to factor in is if this season continues to sour for the Red Sox and Whitlock continues to start games, people will point to the fact that he's not in the pen as one of the reasons they are not very good. The absolute worst case scenario is for the Boston Red Sox to keep switching Whitlock's role based on how the team is performing. My biggest hope for Garrett Whitlock moving forward is a defined role on this pitching staff. If he is a reliever, keep him as a reliever. If he is a starting pitcher, keep him as a starting pitcher. Stop flip-flopping what Garrett Whitlock is. Because if you keep doing that, it's not going to work out for anyone. It's not going to work out for Garrett Whitlock because it's going to continue to be, is he a starter, is he a reliever argument. It's not going to work out for the Boston Red Sox because if he's not in a defined role, I don't think you're going to win baseball games. On this podcast, I've talked about all the ways pitchers have changed in this era. I think the biggest difference is teams used to care about the future of these pitchers. They used to concern themselves for their careers. Remember Steven Strasburg with the Nationals? It wasn't about his rookie season. It was about what is he going to be five to ten years down the line. And with Garrett Whitlock and the Red Sox, my fear is they do not care what Garrett Whitlock is going to be in the future. They only care about the now. And I think that is a dangerous way of viewing a pitcher. And maybe the Red Sox are willing to risk this guy's career because he was a Rule 5 draft pick. It's not like he was a top prospect, but you have kind of hit gold with Garrett Whitlock, and I think he is capable of sustaining himself for a long career. Now pick a role and keep with it, and I think you will see the best of Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock is just the first of many Red Sox pitchers where we will have this debate about, because I think in the Bloom era, there will be plenty of guys who we argue, should this guy be a starter or should he be a reliever? And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing and I don't think it's a good thing for the career of pitchers 
like Garrett Whitlock. Again, the best thing for Garrett Whitlock is a defined role on the Boston Red Sox. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday, so please rate, review, and subscribe.